Mitchell gets to Sanders. Sanders has got some room to operate. Barry Sanders inside the 10. Touchdown. All hell, King Busy. Get busy, baby. Hey everybody, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving for the first time ever Down Race Sports is being broadcast live on Thanksgiving. So, enjoy what we're going to talk about today. Football, we're going to preview the games. Can the Nets turn it around and I give the biggest turkey awards to some of the biggest turkeys, excuse me, the biggest jive turkeys in the world of sports. So it doesn't matter if it's Thanksgiving, just look at your watch, look at your phone and see what time it is. It is showtime. Notorious sports critic Brent Reed. 
Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! <clears throat> Welcome to a very special Thanksgiving Downrate Sports. I am your host, the Notorious Sports Critic. I am your host, the Sports Influencer. I am your host, the one, the only, the crazy enough man to go on live doing a podcast when he doesn't have to, when he could have slept in because last night... He drank maybe a little too much, but I am Brent Reed, and welcome to an all-new Downright Sports here on uh, DJ Chase Radio, here on Dynasty Radio, here on She Real Radio, here on Trap Radar Radio, and here on Fab 94.5, The Hits. A lot of stations, so blessed. And then you can also download the pod, the show, the podcast, if you will, at uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. You can also follow, like, subscribe the show at YouTube slash Downray Sports. Join our fan, our Facebook fan page, which we are live from right now at Downray Sports. Uh, Facebook slash Downray Sports. Go to our TikTok channel, our Instagram channel. And everywhere, to down, just Google Downray Sports, and I promise you, there's not a world, there's not a way you won't find me, the notorious sports critic. Uh, so it is th- it's Thanksgiving. It's a, uh, uh, you know, it's family. It's turkey. It's stuffing. It's um, collard greens. It's uh, yams. And I heard somebody on the radio say something real disrespectful, talking about they don't put um, marshmallows on their yams. First of all, watch your tone. Alright, second of all, there's no way in the world you don't have yams and not have a little sprinkle of marshmallows on it. Like, how disrespectful can you be? Watch your tone. <laughs> but you gotta have it. Um, uh, mac and cheese. Ooh, you gotta have the mac and cheese, right? I sound like Donald Trump. Gotta have the mac and cheese. I prefer my mac. I have the best. I've, I've eaten the best. I've had the best mac and cheese ever. Nobody has better mac and cheese than me. My mac cheese is macked out it's mac delicious it's it's mac stupendous my mac and cheese my mac and cheese makes america great again i'm either trump or i'm john f kennedy i don't know but my my uh new york boston just came out like out of nowhere uh you gotta you have family some people play football so i grew up in the city we didn't play football on thanksgiving because we didn't have a backyard. So <laughs> that's not how that played out. That's not how that worked out, um, unfortunately, for me. But, um, you know, I my best memories of Thanksgiving is always the family gets together. We were at grandma's house. Um, it, you know, we were in grandma's apartment because I, you know, again, grew up in the Bronx. And you would fit like, you know, this apartment that maybe should have probably 20 tops. Be like 50 people in there. It was you, you just forget it was hot after a while, you know what I mean. But I would get together, I would have my cousins with me, my uncles would be there, you know, um, my parents, you know, everybody, you know, it was always cool. And sure enough, probably around 11 ish, grandpa would sneak away, <laughs> he would go to bed, and he would make one more trip back down the hall in like you know, his pajama tops and stuff like that. But yeah, it you know. Thanksgiving with my family was pretty cool, and I I, I enjoy it. We're having Thanksgiving um, at the Downright Sports Temporary Studios, which is pretty cool. So I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna have some fun here today. Um, first time I'm having Thanksgiving up north in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, what we're gonna do this Thanksgiving. We're gonna watch some football, and we're gonna preview football to the best of our ability. So if you're watching on Facebook Live, you're getting it nice. If you're gonna listen on anything else, just uh. Fat check me. That's what we're going to do. So, three games today uh, for the NFL. Uh, Buffalo and Detroit, which is kind of funny. Buffalo had to... We'll get back to that. The Giants and Dallas. Big implications in that game. And then the last game of the night, I always call the throwaway game, whether it's on Christmas Day for the NBA or Thanksgiving. You never kind of want to be the 8 o'clock game because that's normally when everybody's like, ugh, fat, ugh. Balled over. In a few years ago, that's when everybody was out the house, you know, shopping. But uh, New England and Minnesota. So we're going to preview this Brent Reed style. All right. So let's kick it off backwards, shall we? So Minnesota and New England face each other today. Two um, an AFC team and an inter interleague. Let's just call it interleague. They call it something else, but we're gonna call it interleague play. Um, Minnesota lost bad last week. I mean, bad. They played Dallas. They came in. Kirk Cousins had his chains on. He was 
getting jiggy with it. I think that's what the kids say today. And he got smacked. They put up three, three points against Dallas. And they're going to face New England, who's flying high after playing a very sloppy but very good defense of battle. I don't know how well we could say that because the Jets is trash with the quarterback that they had. Spoiler alert, he got benched. But um, they got Minnesota, New England travels to Minnesota. And this is a this is not a critical game for Minnesota from a standing standpoint because Minnesota is all but clinched their division currently right now being at eight and two because Green Bay is done. Um, yes, I declared Green Bay dead uh, two weeks ago, and they are dead, dead. <laughs> and, uh, the coroner has come and collected the body and just put them in the freezer. Uh, they're eight and two. The next, uh, the Green Bay and the Lions are both four and six. Yeah, it's Minnesota's division, but where Minnesota has to, the reason why this is a big game, because you don't want to be the team that just won your division, gets to the playoffs, and then you get stomped out because you're not prepared for it. And losing to a Dallas team that kind of came off of a big loss the week prior doesn't make you look good. And Kirk Cousins, who... Some say is not good, you know, not any good in the prime time is facing a New England team that is right now in third tied with the Jets for that third position. Also, uh, a game behind uh, the Bills at six and four the Bills at seven and three. They're like this whole uh, AFC East division is cluttered and they are all fighting for that playoff spot and. New England's defense is strong enough to, if New England's defense is strong enough to kind of counter whatever Kirk Cousins is going to put out there. The question is, can Cousins hook up with Jefferson and they can make magic happen? Does New England have anybody that Jefferson that can cover Jefferson is probably the biggest question mark because if he gets off, if he gets loose, if he gets out there, then forget about it. It's a done deal. Um, they're going to put uh, Devin McCory on him uh, out there in safety. He's going to have to watch him like a hawk. He's going to have to overzert. He's going to have to basically overplay his hand, which is going to free up other opportunities for other players out there. Because when you kind of overlook one thing, another thing, but that's where Kirk Cousins is going to have to come into effect. Miles Barrett Bryant is going to have to play out of his mind to keep him contained. But to beat Kirk Cousins, it's pressure and. If New England's front line is able to pressure Kirk Cousins enough for him not to be able to have enough time to make a decision to go to Jefferson, it's a game changer. They can't rely on the run. Their run game is strong, but they can't just solely rely on the run because New England can stop the run. Now, granted, the run game that they stopped last week on the Jets is a little different because the Jets is missing their top running back. So take that with a grain of salt. But if you're Minnesota and you just got dog walked by uh, Dallas last week on this, on this stage on the one of the biggest stages in next to the Super Bowl Minnesota has this has to be a statement game like New England's coming into your house the <coughs> the big Viking ship house you gotta beat them you gotta snuff them out you can't let this go down like this and not just it doesn't Kirk Cousins in the office just can't carry it it's gonna take the Minnesota defense to get the job done. Did I write down what they ranking do, friends? I did not. I didn't. I wrote down a few before I passed out. But <laughs> uh, fun fact: don't do stats while you draw. But <laughs> um, this Minnesota defense is really going to have to step it up. Now, opponents only score. Uh, here's the crazy part: opponents score about 23 points a game. Minnesota scores about 22 points a game. And um, if you're the defense, today is the day you don't want. Mark Jones to just get his confidence back in him. If you're again, if you're Minnesota to beat New England, you're gonna same rule applies. Apply the pressure. This is a game where pressure matters more than anything. But who wins this game? I'm going to say Minnesota because I think they are better than what they what the what people are saying. And so many people have been disrespecting them, putting teams ahead of them despite their record. Minnesota has done everything. They've beaten everyone except for two different teams. I mean, isn't that the name of the game? Just win more than everybody else? Moving on. The next game is the game I'm paying close attention to. We're going to get back to that. Let's, let's save the main event for later. Uh, Buffalo and Detroit. Buffalo last week had to play in Detroit a home game. 
if you will, because uh, Buffalo basically had snowmageddon and <laughs> they had to relocate locations. But this is a Bills team, as I mentioned, that is tied for first in their division. They are they cannot, I repeat, not afford to lose this game because this was a team by everybody. That was pretty much placed, not picked, but placed in the Super Bowl. Like, it was no question. Minnesota, I mean, um, 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 Buffalo's in the Super Bowl. Like, put them in. Book it. But they've had some stumbles. They've had, they suffered a big loss against Minnesota. They suffered um, um, uh, big losses against um, the, I forgot. (laughs) Hold on. They suffered only three losses, but the three losses they suffered have been big. They lost to Miami, a division opponent who right now is in first place. They've lost to the Jets, which, you know, woke the Jets up, and then again, Minnesota. But they came back and they beat Cleveland. Now facing Detroit. In Detroit, a Detroit team, mind you, that just beat uh, the Giants last week and didn't beat them, um, like, in a close game. Like, basically came into the Meadowlands and bust the Giants open 31-18. to This is a Detroit team that's deceiving, okay? Because they can put up a lot of offensive numbers, but... At the same time, they are trash defensively. Uh, they are last. That I have stats for. They are dead last in points allowed and uh, points allowed. They are second to last in overall points given. They are um, last in all defensive categories. But here is where the the tide changes. They're sixth in overall offense, and they are eighth in points scored. So they could put up points, but they're facing a Bills team that if the Bills defense shows up, they're not playing outside. You saw how they played in they they used that field as home field last week. So they, that locker room is not going to bother them. That field's not going to bother them. The crowd noise is not going to bother them. They're playing at twelve o'clock, so they're you know they kind you know they can get this out the way. They don't have to worry about like oh my family and all this stuff. They're going to have an early game, and this is the game where Josh Allen has to win back the MVP award. Because when the season first started, Josh Allen was MVP, Bills won the Super Bowl. But now, the Bills have to be led by Josh Allen, and this is a game where he's got to show out. 12-30, you set the tone for the other two games. Uh, You got to throw four touchdowns. You got to rush for 100-something yards. You got to ball out. Like, you got to drop dimes everywhere. Like, mm, mm, mm. This is me throwing touchdowns. If you're watching on Facebook right now or you're watching on YouTube, just throwing touchdowns. Ah, And you got to run. Like, you have to hoop. Like, there's no other. Like, this is the game where you remind. This is like, so let's relate it to college football. Bama comes off a loss. The following week, they play like some rinky-dink team. And this is the game your quarterback just comes out there and wins the highest. <laughs> it reminds everybody why you get it in. And then if you're Stephon Diggs, if you're that amazing um, um, Gabe Davis, if you're Deshaun, not like the uh, song, yeah, Deshaun, the little. If you're not, I'm not gonna butcher his name anymore. You guys gotta walk into the locker room, look at Josh Allen, and say, "Just give me the ball, each of you." Give me the ball, Josh. Let's do this. Let's ball out. Like the fact, like he can easily with this Detroit defense just shred them. Now, funny enough, Detroit last week facing the Giants got a dollar store version of Josh Allen and Daniel Jones. So they kind of got like a, 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 a easy practice game, if you will. But now you get the real thing, and I have no question. The Bills win this game. In fact, I will probably place a bet on these games. And the Bills will probably win this one handily and putting themselves back in the conversation of MVP and reminding everybody, oh, we ain't go nowhere just yet. And, you know, on their onward, upward march to the playoffs, which is around the corner, believe it or not, uh, for the Bills, this is why this game matters. They got to, after Detroit, it's three straight conference games. New England, Jets, Miami. They can wrap up the conference if they can get past Detroit and then knock out New England, the Jets, and Miami. If they can knock them out, then they are in the driver's seat because after that is the Bengals, and then it's new, they finish out with New England. Now, Detroit has playoff implications because Detroit in this weekend, this weird uh, scenario 
of the NFL where like almost every team's alive in the playoffs, you have Detroit sitting outside of Atlanta and Tampa for playoff positioning, <laughs> believe it or not. So will they make it? Probably not. But I can you can if you're Detroit, you're kinda saying to yourself right now, we gotta we gotta get this dub. Like we got this is the game the defense has to step up. Everybody is pretty much in is picked Buffalo to beat us at home. Buffalo already came in last week, put pictures on the wall, put their feet up on our couch and was like, This is our home now. This is our home away from home. And you gotta remind them, first of all, Thanksgiving is Detroit Day. And number two we got to win if we want to make a playoffs. Because uh, Detroit, after this, uh, after this, got Jacksonville. That should be a dub. Minnesota could be a loss. The Jets could be a dub. Carolina, definitely a dub. Chicago, definitely probably a dub. And then Green Bay, which could be a toss-up. Detroit's in the driver's seat. Like, they can, right now, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out of the seven games, they may have two losses. Three, uh, included, no, wait, one, two, three, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, so, so the two losses that they can have, because they could go five and two, they can lose to Buffalo, and they can lose to Minnesota. Other than that, they are all those games are winnable, but it starts here today. So, Buffalo's going to win this one. I'm just letting you know. Now, it's time for the main event. I understand I spent a lot of years in Virginia, and all Washington fans are like, it's us and Cowboys, and all Philly fans is like, it's us and uh, the Cowboys. Let me explain something to you people. It's the Giants and the Cowboys. When they play, it's the most watched game in America. Like, no questions asked. We get Giants and the Cowboys today on Thanksgiving. For the Giants, you gotta get your name back. You are seven and three. For the Cowboys, you're a seven and three. You won last week real big. You flexing your muscles. Uh, uh, whatever his name is, Dak Prescott's feeling really good right now. But if you the Giants, you cannot afford to lose this game. Hella high water. This is the game where Saquon. This is the game where Jones. This is the game where Stinson. This is the game where the offense cannot make a mistake when the Giants played the Cowboys the first time that game was wall to wall the Giants played the Cowboys early and it took it it was a mistake I think Jones fumbled or something like that that cost them the game but other than that the Giants up until that like the Cowboys had looked well they didn't look invincible because no that's the Giants schedule I'm looking at the wrong thing but (laughs) up until that point we were talking about how great the Cowboys were with their backup quarterback, whoever that guy's name was. But now they have, they're at full strength somewhat because I think Ezekiel's kind of a little hurt. The Giants' defense has to show up because last week they didn't. You can't let Detroit, but if you let Detroit bust you up the way they did last week, then this is the game you got to get your face back. And it's easy to, to, if you're the Giants, you were playing at home, probably for a lot of the players because they were playing on Thanksgiving, had Thanksgiving Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Because you were at home. It probably made it easier. But that's all past. At 4.30, you need to suit up. And your defense needs to come prepared to win. Your defense has to shut down Dak Prescott. But at the same time, your offensive line is going to have to protect Jones. Give him enough time. Just enough to to make plays. Make magic happen. Move. Because he's not going to pass for 400 yards he's basically your poor man's cam newton he's def he's basically your dollar store josh allen but long as he doesn't make mistakes the giants have a chance the other factor is going to be if the giants defense can step it up and contain and hold this off this cowboys offense long enough to make moves you're gonna have to you're really gonna have to see guys like love and jackson um, um, in the in the backfield, you know, play tight on the receivers. You're gonna have to see Lawrence and not Lawrence Taylor, but Dexter Lawrence and um, Xavier. Uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, Jalen Smith. You have to see these these linebackers play out their mind because the Giants right now win this game, with this game, move to second place, with this win, move to second place, and then now behind the Eagles, and it's all chaotic because. Washington emerging. Washington is right there. The Giants lose this game. Washington leapsfrogs them. 
and then it's all over. And then the hopes and dreams of all little New York boys and girls is done. Because the Jets right now don't know who their quarterback is. So them they, them, that, that, that one fantasy of the Super Bowl being played between the Giants and the Jets has dwindled down to uh, not even a fantasy. It's like a little whisper in the air. <laughs> who wins? I got to pick the Giants. I'm a Giants fan. That's just how it's going to go. So, book it. All right. So, this is Downright Sports, everybody. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we return, I'm going to talk about the NBA. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to be surprised. I'm, so, I'm going to pose this question. Can the Brooklyn Nets turn it around? I wonder. Because it's Thanksgiving, the music, if you're listening on the podcast and on the radio, sorry, Facebook and YouTube, no music because you like to take me down. But <laughs> we're playing music like you're at home. So you got James Brown. I kicked it off with There Was a Time. Then we got, I'm going to drop it to Cold Sweat. And then we're going to have a little fun to close out the show. Those are surprises. So we'll be right back with Mo. Oh, I'm going to do my radio voice. We're going to be back with more Thanksgiving Down Race Boards. Yeah. Did I say it was showtime? I think I did. Everybody, we I am back, <laughs> and uh, we uh, segment number two, uh, a little inside baseball. Every time I do this show, right, I never know um, when I'm doing the um, what's a stupid thing called when I'm doing the um, the bot the bio for the episode. I always have difficulty like putting in um, the uh, the like segueing. That's it. So. I got to come up with a way. If you got suggestions, let me know. Um, yeah. I'm not paying anybody to write my bio. Like, I, I'll i do it myself. Like, I don't care how bad it looks. Like, I just do it myself. 
Like, I understand you got to make a dollar, but, like, at the same time, like, oh, Brian, let me just be part of the show. Like, hey, you want a producer? Somebody that's not going to, like, get in your way, but just help? Sure. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> anyway, so um, Kyrie came back to play with the Nets on Sunday. The Nets had won two games without him and then lost one. But the Nets find themselves at 9-10, and 10, below 500, but a game away from being at 500. Uh, the Nets currently have the 76ers, Toronto, the Knicks ahead of them in the bottom 7-10 to 10 spot. Uh, losing to Philly the other day was a statement win for Philly and a statement loss for the Nets, showing that as good with this trio because Philly played without three of their stars, Embiid and James Harden being the biggest focus points. The Nets had their full strength. They had Kyrie, they had Ben Simmons, and they had Kevin Durant. We have to relook. We have to reimagine. We have to look at the Nets totally different right now. All right. If we put Kyrie's troubles aside, we put past what just happened to him aside, and we just keep it on the basketball court. This team, this unit, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons have not played together at all except this year. And they're only, what, 19 games in? Something like that? Yeah, they're 19 games in. They haven't played together at all. So our expectations for this team has to change a lot. Now that troubles aside, Kyrie has had his vacation. (laughs) It's a joke, but Kyrie has had his vacation. This team may be a real threat if and only if they make some changes or make some moves. So I wrote down a list of questions. What uh, what do they have to do to be better? Well, number one, they're going to have to find a legit big man, not like a, 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 a Jordan that they went out and get. And they can't go get like a Dwight Howard. They can't get an aging big man. Blake Griffin can't play the post. Blake Griffin is basically a small forward at this point. They need somebody. They can't get a Rudy Gobert because they can't afford to go get more players. I don't know who the player out there is. Maybe a Nolan's Lowell because he could do the job that I'm saying that they need. But they're going to need a rim protector. They're going to need a a rebounder. They're going to need somebody that can keep them off the boards. Because Ben Simmons can play in the post, but he can't guard everybody in the post. Like, it's impossible. The other thing that they may have to consider doing is playing the game of basketball the old school way. Ben Simmons is the point guard of that team. He's always should have been the point guard. The idea when he was in Philadelphia, they were trying to make him a small forward or this new hybrid style player is dumb. He is a facilitator, first and foremost. He has that facilitator ability, bring a ball up the court, uh, find the open man. The, the, The problem with the game of basketball has become is you expect everybody to be Michael Jordan. You expect everybody to be Kobe Bryant. You expect everybody... If you really know the game, Magic Johnson, yeah, he could give you 40, but Magic averaged 19 points a game, but he gave out 12 dimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ben Simmons can score, but he needs to be a pass-first player. And I think what we're seeing is him playing with Kyrie, him playing with Kevin Durant, gives him more of the freedom to be that person because in Philly, they wanted him to be the second scorer next to Embiid. That's where they went wrong. That's why I always say Doc Rivers should get the bulk of the blame for a lot of this. But with that be with that being said, let's look at this from a total picture. They have two of the greatest offensive players to ever play. If you allow Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons to facilitate, you allow Ben Simmons to be the 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 the, the play caller, and you just let Kyrie play off the ball play off, you know, get open, which we're going to figure out if he can do because Kyrie's so ball dominant, but Ben will find him. Kyrie can hit a three. Like, I don't, I think we watch him dribble and drive so much, we forget he's a fantastic shooter. So, the freedom that, Kevin Durant is just a scorer. He's, you know, he's not, he's an okay defensive player, but he's just a scorer. So, we're going to find ourselves, if you can get them to kind of open the floor. Because when I watch them play, they always look so crowded. Even though they're spread. Oops. They look crowded. They always look cluttered. Because it's Kyrie dribbles, 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 Kyrie dribbles. And then he goes to score. Or he goes to pass. And then it's too late. Where Ben Simmons has, he when he gets it, he's either 
driving, looking to dish, or he dishes, goes off the ball, gets it back, and finds the open man. He actually plays basketball. If Ben Simmons actually played for Greg Popovich, we'd probably be having different conversations about him because Greg Popovich would take him and make him like this world beater of a basketball player. That's my opinion. But you look at the Nets as standing right now. They have three. They have everything that, except for the big man, they have almost everything that a team that could win. They have the shooters. They have the 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 the, the all stars, the superstars. They just need that blocker. They just need that guy in the post. And quite frankly, Golden State right now has a player um, that they just sent down to the D League. I think could actually help. Um, the what was what's his name? Uh, what is his name? What is his name? What is his name? Please be on this roster. Let's look. Yeah, James uh, Wiseman, seven foot tall. No, he can't play with um, Golden State, but send his butt to Brooklyn. May be able to make something happen. He may be able to make magic happen. Uh, can they make that trade? Let's go to the ESPN trade machine. I love using this trade machine thing. It is fantastic. No pun intended for those. You remember those old NBA commercials? Ah, won't let me change. Crap. Anyway, so is Kyrie Irving the common denominator for this team? Absolutely. This team will only go as far as Kyrie Irving lets them. What that means is if he's willing to change his game, to evolve, because Kyrie's getting old in the tooth now. If he can change his game to evolve, where he can be more of a off-the-ball player versus a ball-dominant player, the team changes a lot. But if he's going to be individual one-on-one, it ain't going to work. I don't care what the heck happens, no matter how good. They'll win a lot of regular season games, but they're not going to win the big one. He has to change the way he plays to make it work. That's the only way this is going to be the difference. Like, other than that, excuse me, other than that, like, the team will stay stagnant. When you have one player that everybody stands around and watches, it just don't work. Look at Milwaukee. Giannis Antetokounmpo does tend to do one-on-ones, but others move around him. He gives the ball up. He goes, plays in the post. He waits to get it back. He's got, um, what's his name? Uh, Middleton and um, this other guy, <laughs> they they move without him. You know what I'm saying? He can move without it. If you look at Golden State, Steph Curry, ball dominant, but Steph can give the ball up. Draymond brings the ball up to four. That's kind of where Ben Simmons could be. He could be the Draymond Green of the Brooklyn Nets, just a lot nicer because Draymond Green tends to be mean and punches play teammates in the face. <laughs> he, he has that ability. If Kyrie could change his game, the problem is Kyrie has that AI that, um, who are ball dominant guys that, oh, I got one, uh, Stefan Marbury, great players, but they just need the ball in their hand to be a difference maker. If not, they kind of just stand around twiddling their thumb. The other reason uh, Kyrie is the common denominator, if Kyrie can play defense, if Kyrie can develop that ability to kind of lock down defender, then that changes things because with his speed, his quickness, and his ability to cause a turnover, now the team's because Kevin Durant don't care getting up the court and running. Anybody can, Ben Simmons can dunk and lay up with anybody. You can dish and dot, dish it to Joe Harris to hit the three. Like, they, that changes things. Kyrie has to buy into the defensive thing. Go back and watch him that year the Cavaliers won the championship. He bought into the defense. After that, he bought into himself. <laughs> so, but if he changes, like, that team goes where Kyrie goes. It doesn't. I'm going to come out and say this. They'll take it to offense. Kevin Durant is not a number one. Kevin Durant is a number two. He's a number He's number one B. Okay, you want him on your team, but he's not the guy. Like, even go back and watch some OKC game. Those OKC years. Yeah, he was a top scorer, but the dog on that team was Westbrook. Like, Westbrook was the motor. He was the engine. He was, he drove that bus. Kevin Durant just was the scorer. Go back and watch Golden State. Kevin Durant, scorer, but it was Steph. It was no question with Steph's team. It was Draymond's team. It was uh, uh, Thompson, Clay Thompson's team. Look at Brooklyn. The team only does. The team follows that Kyrie's like everything. His emotion, his words, his the way he plays. Kevin Durant score. No disrespect, but like 
Carmelo Anthony, he was the team guy, but Carmelo Anthony was 1B. He always needed a 1A. LeBron is a 1A. Dwayne Wade is a 1A. Um, Michael's a 1A. Kobe's a 1A. Shaq's a uh, 1A. Uh, Akeem, 1A. Elgin Baylor, 1A. Like, there are 1As. Matt, there's unique ones where Magic and Kareem are 1A, both 1As, but Kareem in the latter years of his career was 1B. There's nothing wrong with that, but... And Kevin has to recognize that, that he is 1B. And I think he kind of does. He just talks like a 1A. He's not a 1A. He's a 1B. There's nothing wrong with being a 1B. Still number one, but you're a B, which really makes you number two. But I didn't want to offend anybody. I, I don't need oh you to you disrespecting Kevin Durant again. Yes, I am. So, <laughs> where's Ben Simmons' rank? Well, is Ben Simmons an all-time great? We don't know. He's still so young. I think Ben Simmons is a great above-average player, like Chauncey Billups. Nothing wrong with that. I would probably take Ben Simmons over Chauncey Billups because I think Chauncey was good for that one little spurt with Detroit. He had a pretty decent year. But Ben Simmons can be... I thought he was always magic. When I watched him with LSU, I was like, oh, this is magic. Like, we need to respect him as magic. But they tried to make him LeBron. He's not. He's not that... Animal, you just not. You think he's a great player, but he needs to play what makes sense for him. So, if the Nets adhered to what I said here, then their team could probably make it to the championship, but they won't. But I do think, and I did pull this up. I don't want to lose this point. Looking at their schedule going forward, the they have Indiana, Portland, Orlando, Washington, Toronto, and Boston, Charlotte, and Atlanta. All right, that goes until December 9th. That's a winnable schedule. Portland's probably going to be their hardest opponent, but they can beat all oh, in Boston, but they can beat all those teams. And the biggest statement game is going to come on Sunday, December 4th. If they can beat Boston at home, if they beat Boston, it's kind of a, ooh, yeah, we got to mm, beat our chest a little bit. And then on Christmas Day, they don't play on Christmas Day. Huh. That's interesting. Shocked to see that. All right, not talking anymore. Hey, this is Downright Sports. We're going. If you're on Facebook, uh, stick around. If you're on the podcast, listen, enjoy the music. Uh, we come. Um, yeah, I'll be right back. This is Downright Sports. Legend of the Phoenix <laughs> All ends with beginnings What keeps the planet spinning Ah, uh, the force from the beginning
everybody let's wrap this show up i'm probably ended a little earlier because tired <laughs> i'm tired i got tired like in the second segment i'm not gonna lie to you a little worn out but uh i'm gonna give out the jive turkey award now we all know that the jive turkey is the lowest of the low nobody wants to be a jive turkey but i'm gonna hand out some jive turkey awards so starting with the biggest jive turkey of them all is Brian Cashman of the New York Yankees. Why is Brian Cashman a jive turkey? Because Brian Cashman makes jive turkey decisions. Brian Cashman has not yet found a way to sign the MVP, the man who now holds the uh, the American League home run record, if you if you will. Uh, some call him the legitimate home run king, which is a lie. Barry Bonds hit 72, uh, 71. Let's not discredit that. But... You can't sign Aaron Judge, and you haven't won a World Series in forever. You're still employed. Your ownership. Oh, you know what? Hal Steinbrenner can share this award, and so can Aaron Boone. That little holy trinity in the Bronx is a weird one. The, these jive turkeys just can't get it done. They can't figure it all out. But they, the biggest jive turkey of them all, without a question, is Brian Cashman. So I hope he has a merry, hairy uh, jive turkey Thanksgiving. Moving on, another Sports jive turkey, if you will, only in the sense of on the court is LeBron James. Why? Because LeBron is probably the most delusional person thinking that he was going to go back to L.A. and they were going to have a chance to win a championship. He had a chance. He could walk out the door. You already set the precedent before. You left Cleveland once. You left Miami. You left Cleveland again. You left the Lakers. Why not? And went anywhere and solidified your legacy as the uh, the, the bag of bond champion. You could have been the gypsy champion, the one who just goes from place to place and wins championships. There's nothing wrong with that. You could have done it, but instead you stayed in LA. Your team is horrible, horrible. Why? Why do you call them horrible, Brent? I don't know because they only have five wins and eleven losses, and currently only worst team than them right now is the Houston Rockets. When you can't name four players on their team, including the head coach. So, you know who shares this award with LeBron? You know, I don't know. His general manager, Jeannie Buss, the owner. And you know what? Just for just for matters of Magic Johnson. Because I'm pretty sure Magic has something to do with this. So, that's why they two are the day four of Jive Turkeys. And the last, the biggest Jive Turkey of them all, next to Brian Cashman, is Aaron Rodgers. Why is Aaron Rodgers a Jive Turkey, you say? Because Aaron Rodgers is the only fool in the world who would bury his teammates before the season starts, doesn't play with his teammates, doesn't understand what it's like to be a teammate, and in the sport where team matters more, he, for some reason, thought like all he had to do was just show up and step on the court and all would matter. That's why Aaron Rodgers is a Jive Turkey, and one of the, and he, without a question, is the jive is of the jive. 
and lost against the Washington Commanders, Aaron Rodgers continues to criticize his team. Uh, mental mistakes. I don't really know uh, where to go when it comes to that. There has to be, you know, something inside, an accountability for performance. Is he talking about himself or is he talking about his team? Because that comment could probably go towards himself. And that's why, kids, Aaron Rodgers is a jive turkey, if you will. So, I loved handing out the jive turkey awards. I don't know why I put on that affect like I was from South Carolina or I was on House of Cards. But the jive turkey, the first ever downright sports jive turkey awards. Next year, we'll do it with music if I do a show on Thanksgiving. I'll probably do it early in the week. I probably So, be fair. The reason why I didn't do the show earlier this week is because I had something else going on. <clears throat> that I had to focus on and I got it done and I achieved it. Cha-ching. So, hey, before I wrap up, uh, I want to give out, I want to, um, it is Thanksgiving and we know that Thanksgiving has like weird, you know, historical connotations, but the I think what we have to take away is the message that it represents and it's a moment to kind of reflect. <laughs> and what makes Thanksgiving so awesome is if you think about it, you got Thanksgiving, you got Halloween where it's like, gimme, gimme. And then, hey, Thanksgiving's that moment where you get to like, all right, let's just sit back. And then Christmas, gimme, gimme, gimme. So, um, it's a good time to kind of sit back and just be like, what am I thankful for and what you should be thankful for? I've always, you know, chair, I think I'm a big Christmas guy, but I really like Thanksgiving because it is when your family comes together and you're not looking for anything. It's that one time of year you don't have to ask for anything. You just want to, you know, just have everybody together and just sit back and chill out. And uh, I really am appreciative, especially more than ever, my family, uh, my mom, my dad, um, Allie, you know, my, my, my lady, my fiance, um, my wife. I mean, at this point, <laughs> but um, I have to give them. I'm thankful because they just put up with so much out of me. Um, Allie being one of the most patient people f with me um, and everything, whether it's, you know, my um, money paying job or it's the show. Um, her her overall support is huge. My mom and dad put in a battery in my back and making sure that um, whatever I choose to do, that I do it. And um, I commit to it 100%. As my dad would say, you don't do nothing halfway. Um, it's not what he actually said, but you don't do nothing, anything halfway. And um, I just, you know, those guys, those, those three in particular are the three most important people in my world. And um, I'm thankful for my uh, cousin, DJ Chase, Charles Taylor. Um, you know, just us being on this journey. It, we, our journey's went in different directions but it's one in the same where we're trying to create something that changes your family forever and it's a slow burn but we're doing it our way whether that's him with um his his label and me with my show it's you know we're doing it our way and him you know it's funny i spent a lot of years motivating coaching and advising him and he turned it around on me a couple of years ago when it was like, you need to do this show. You need to make it work. It's yours. Just do it. And he gives me notes and I don't listen <laughs> because it is my show. And I give him notes and he doesn't listen because it is. But we, we found successes and I think we're happy where we're at. And I appreciated um, my work family, you know, um, my Obi-Wan Kenobi, Noah Baker. That's the guy. That's the guru. That's the man, you know. Uh, my man Preston, you know, he's younger than me, but he's so wise, you know what I'm saying, and keeps me even keeled. Um, so, little behind my curtain, uh, something would happen at work, and I only could blame myself. And I think he knows that. Preston would know that. And he would always say, um, hey, if this don't work out, don't you get up, don't get mad at yourself, because he knows what's about to happen. <laughs> And I think secretly because he shares that same sentiment, but he'd be like, nah, you can't, you can't let this get to you. And then he'll tell everybody, listen, watch out because he will, you know, and then I just notice everybody, you know, you, your support team is important. Um, Victoria, you know, we worked together and you just became like a sister, you know what I'm saying? Like we both feed, you know, that trio we had in that where we were at was like, oh my God, I can't, like you, if you've. I've had people 
in our field tell us if they were able to bottle what we had, they could sell it more than the crap we push out every day and make a lot more money. Because we had something. We had something special. And if I'm leaving anybody out, I'm sorry. Just hit me up. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think this is a good time of year. I think everybody, especially with the, the last few years we've had with, you know, COVID and elections and, you know, you know, families have been divided over some of the crazy crap that goes on in the world. But you kind of got to sit back and you just go, you know what, let's just be happy. You got a roof over your head. If you're inside today and you're, whether you eat a, a turkey or a can of spam, you know, if you're with another person, you know, whether it's 10 to um, one, um, a hundred, just be happy that, you know, that you're around people when you have things or you have a house or you have a car, or you have your health, you have whatever, just be happy that you have that. You know what I'm saying? That's what you become that's what the thankful part is for and if you know somebody tries to poo poo it we're celebrating this nah shut up like (laughs) that's where i'm at with it like shut up like we all understand the darkness everybody you know every country has this darkness every every in all history there's bad but you gotta overlook the bad and just find the good and all the bad my mother said it best you once saw good in something take that and harness it, unless the person, as I always say, unless the person's Jeffrey Dahmer, then you kind of, like, there, there are levels, so, like, if Hitler, you know, he was a great painter, but we don't, no, he still was, you know, what he did was more messed up, but, like, you know, <clears throat> there, you know, you, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, and if you don't, you're dumb, so, uh, thank you, everybody, this has been Downray Sports, you can always listen to the show, uh, uh, weekdays from 12 to 1 on DJ Chase Radio. Brand new episodes air on Wednesdays, except for this one. Uh, uh, 8 o'clock on Dynasty Radio every Thursday. Um, I want to say I'm at 8. I don't even know if I'm on Fab anymore. I emailed them, so we're not going to. So, Fab, you reach out to me and let me know if I'm still on there. All right. I do know I'm at 6 o'clock on Trap Radar Radio on Saturdays, and now I've been moved to 10 a.m., so you wake up with me before you go to church at Sheet Real Radio. Uh, download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. You can watch the show at YouTube, uh, Downray Sports. Uh, always subscribe at the Facebook fan page. Um, go to our TikTok channel and Instagram, also Downray Sports. Appreciate you guys. The show's going to be dark next week because I'm going to need a break. And um, holla at you guys. Be safe, be merry, enjoy, eat all. And as always, deuces.
man instagram underscore dj chase underscore parties bookings dj chase bookings at gmail.com holla